It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Hi, this is Natalie Lander, voice of Kinsey, Tara Branford, Stargirl, and many others. You are listening to a W2Mnet podcast. You can visit w2mnet.com for other podcasts about entertainment, video games, sports, and wrestling. Harry Rodgers will not be seen tonight, so that we may bring you this W2M Network presentation. Good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you happen to be listening or watching, welcome to Life is Like a Game Show. Yes, it is I, Eric Watkins. I am back. You're going to be seeing even more of me tonight, but that's another story. As we have mentioned, Harry, he's on assignment again this week. But That man is perpetually on assignment. Well, he's taking a lot of good assignments. He looked at the poll and he was like, you know what? He was all rooting for concentration. It didn't win. Instead, Double Dare did. So, you weren't too bad about that. Do you have the poll results that you pull on screen, Manchance? As a matter of fact, I do. You give me one a moment. Boom. And I do this. And those of you who are wondering about the next poll, I think we could just leave up the other three options and go until we exhaust all four. Exactly. So we put up a poll for those on Twitter, at W2M Network. So we let the people decide what our next show was going to be. And six people decided. Well, four out of those six, if you want to go technical into semantics. So with that, between the four options, Double Dare won. Again, we will leave the other three options up, replacing Double Dare with the new show, for next week's episode. Or we may just run with three options. Maybe. We'll but, of, but of course, as you know by now, obviously I'm not here by myself. The one who mentioned the poll, the JTN himself, Jonathan Nielsen. Glad to be back. And with us as well, the man who doubted Dr. Manhattan when it came to League of Legends predictions and chaos at the World Championships, Brian Espinoza. D- really? Did you not listen to the man when he said about chaos and likely scenarios? 
look, we're not going to talk about that, okay? It was a bad day for North America. <laughs> it's a great day for America, according to uh, Craig Ferguson. More on his show later. <laughs> you would go into that. Segment. You, you would. would. Of course I would. So, yes, as we have said, we're going to go into Double Dare. Uh, John, I think you've got a little bit ready to go ahead and start explaining the show. Ah, yes, yes you, you get, get to play, play a little game called Know Your Intro. <clears throat> so, I'm going to ask you a question. And if you don't know the answer, or think the other team doesn't have a clue, you can dare them to answer for double dollars. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. We'll hold up. Time, time, time out, time out. I have it all memorized, too, man. You couldn't just let me show up and have a whole shield memorized that cut me off But, but, uh, did you pick Then, then, then who's holding up the cue cards? Yeah, because did they pick up the wrong cue cards? We got to oh. fire that guy. <laughs> oh, shoot. It was um, Harry. It was Harry. Harry dropped off the wrong cue cards before we went on assignment. Uh, oh, stop a knock. Of course he dropped um, off the wrong one ones. Second here. <laughs> Take Robert a risk. Super sloppy. Take, Take a chance. Take a dare. Play the game of Double Dare. There yeah. we go. <laughs> Two shows, same name, completely different concepts. And yes, this is the one you voted for. Did you notice the theme and the voting options? There's the theme right there. Alex you know, Trebek. You know, at some point as we start getting bigger, and of course, if you follow us on Facebook at W2M Network, on Twitch, where we're live right now at W2M Net, and as well as our Twitter, we get more of a following and if we run some sort of theme with our poll in whoever tweets or comments or happens to mention it, we might have to find a way to start hooking people up. I don't know how yet, but that's something we got to work on. We have a very wide field of game shows we could talk about. Not as much as pricing gives the prices right, but close. By the way, this show is a lead-in before prices Right came on air on CBS. I'm sure there's some irony there, given that we just covered the prices, right? No, it's not irony if it's intentional. <laughs> so, I didn't vote for this. Oh, wait a minute, I did. <laughs> this show loved to reuse audio. If you listen to the theme of Alex Trebek's 1976 Double Dare. It's actually the same as Card Sharks two years later. Slightly higher pitched, though. Yeah, they lowered it pitch. for Card Sharks. So, yes, here it is, a game of knowledge and nerve, as Alex Trebek would say. And let me show you the gimmick. It's an isolation booth show. Yay! Oh, no. Not another one of these. What do you have against isolation booth shows? Too many of them. You say that like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad when you thing. reuse a gimmick enough times, 
The gimmick no longer has any luster. I'm sorry, do you realize what network we are broadcasting on? We are the kings and queens of gimmicks and gimmick infringement, sir. Remember, gimmick infringement is welcome, tolerated, and encouraged, but it is a W2M Network exclusive. This gimmick infringement will not be seen tonight. See exactly my points. So... Cut over to a game board, and you will see one at a time revealed 10 clues to a person, place, or thing. Person who buzzes in and guesses correctly earns $50, an opportunity to make a dare. More on that later on. Gentlemen, you want to play a game? Why did I have a feeling you were going to say that? Today's topic is a thing. I played a game earlier today. It was called League of Legends. I lost, just like North America. I think it's a little bit harder than the original show would have been because I have two masterminds with me. All right? All right. If you buzz in, do me a favor. Mute your audio. Until I give you the visual cue of a thumbs up, in which case you're good to join in again. So we essentially have an isolation booth thing here. Okay. If I have to give a penalty clue to either of you, you got your phones by, right? Right here. Cool. I'll deliver penalty clues and such that way. All right. Here. Hey, I told you. We actually, the team that hosts the game shows, we've piloted this at an event before. <clears throat> Clue number one. Um, we are the team that hosts the game shows. Yeah, since Harry's not here. At the bottom of its Wikipedia page, over 30 types are listed, as well as 19 cultural and policy aspects. Nobody? Clue number two. A critical component in its design... This was patented in 1775 by Alexander Cummings. Clue number three. The first of these dates back to the Neolithic period, but the modern design was marketed in London in the mid-19th century. Go on to clue number four. George Jennings popularized this at the Great Exhibition at Hyde Park in late nine, late 1851. Cost a penny to use, along with a towel, comb, and shoe shine. A toilet? You're supposed to buzz in first because the other person is not supposed oh, to sorry, hear. Sorry, camera, I had put my hand up. All right. Mr. Espinoza buzzed in. Eric, get out of here. Would you like to make a guess? Uh, yeah, I, I'm a toilet. Uh, you would be correct. <laughs> Clue number five, if you wish to take the dare, just spend... Uh, well, I will have to send this to you privately. Um, 
you bring Eric back in. Mr. Host, come on back. He probably actually muted. Just send it to me on Discord. You have a correct answer. I'm texting him a penalty. I'm texting him the error clue. Oh, bugger. Please check your text you have received the their clue. My text? No, I said Discord. No, I sent it via text. If I need to just pass you my phone to look, then uh, I can do that. Hold it up. Hold it up. Hold it up. No, 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 no. Okay, that I can do. Uh, yeah, we'll take the dare. It's taking the dare. All right. Bring Eric back. Give him the thumbs up. Please. I'm sure he will eventually. We'll see. It. We'll come back. Clue number five there is being taken. The downside of doing the show virtually don't actually have isolation boots. We don't have that kind of budget around here. Gives Brian a chance to finish his dinner. Good guess, by the way. So I mean, I, when you I got to the, the fourth way. clue. All right. He's taking the dare. Clue number five is dare clue. To spend a penny became a euphemism for using it. The toilet? Congratulations. You both have $50. <laughs> clue number six. Uh, as Alex did it, I will too. Leading companies producing these issued catalogs, establishing showrooms in public in uh, department stores. Twyford had showrooms for these, and the British Public Health Act of 1875 pushed to resolve a water shortage that this invention solved. And you definitely would have gotten this at clue number seven because you both know this show. Before using it, members of the French Resistance in World War II announced, "I'm going to telephone Hitler." I knew it. Somehow I knew the toilet was going eight. to be incorporated. I knew Ten it. Large apples and a flat sponge were used in its first public demonstration. So number nine, <clears throat> a biography that's commonly incorrectly presumed inventor Thomas Crapper is titled Flushed with Pride. And clue number 10, it is not the Coriolis effect that determines the direction of swirling water in its bowl, but the direction of the bowl's rim jets. Yes, episode 10's flush toilet. And if you don't believe me, let's go, as Howard Cassell would say, 
to the videotape. Eric, did you really think that he wouldn't do this? I knew he would. I just didn't think that he would incorporate it as an actual game. And for those who are audio only, I'm showing the clip of episode 10 of the show where you did have this actually be the clue that was used, and Chuck gets it on the first clue about telephoning Hitler. I've so actually used was that phrase a couple of times. <laughs> so there's another uh, more famous clip, but here he takes the dare, 10 apples and a flat sponge. Getting it right is fifty point fifty dollars. A dare is worth a hundred, but fifty if the dareer gets it. And the double dare is a two hundred or one hundred. First to five hundred wins a game. There's your front game explained. Wow, that took a lot shorter with this show than the show we did last week. Well, yeah, because it's no show last week compared to Mini That's fair. But while we are talking about the main game, I got another clue for you to see. Cue the videotape. From the finale. The more horizontal this thing is kept while in action, the more likely you'll get what you're after. Hi after each of these clues are read. Hi-o! Clue number two. After nobody This is from the finale. In the film Walkabout, the lead male straps one against his thigh with his loincloth. hi Clue number three. To use one properly... Grip it firmly with three fingers at the curve near the tip. hi If yours weighs more than eight ounces, don't expect it to arc back after you used it. They incorrectly guess a bow. <laughs> hi Clue number five, which became a penalty clue for an incorrect guess. Elijah Kazan directed a movie with this thing as its title about a murder that backfires on the guilty parties. Hi, oh, nah, no, another bow incorrect guess. According to legend, these things were sent out to capture and return the sun. To this day, they mimic that action. Yeah, no, no, Mm -mm. seven. For use in warfare, hooks placed the end of these things become lethal as they whirl into the adversary. Definitely not high No. No. <laughs> and now, clue eight, which the last we saw, the finest ones made today are manufactured in America out of plastic for export to Australia. And if you didn't know it was a boomerang by that point, you fool! More on that in a different episode. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's a front game. 96 episodes of this show, Ed. So one season one, not a lot to talk about. So, as every good game show gimmick must include, a bonus round. Eric, I believe I have to give you a spoiler warning. Huh? 
So tell them how the spoilers went. So. No, that the... isn't a spoiler warning. The, the, the final round is called the spoilers. Hence the. Don't explain. It's a spoiler warning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. So the spoilers you had. And now correct me if I'm wrong on this particular aspect. It was always three PhDs yes. for the spoilers. The pilot. So, you were given a person, place, or thing like in the main game. You had a board of up to eight clues, which was expanded to ten. You were allowed to look at each clue. You decide whether you would give the spoilers the clue or you would pass it. On the eight clue board, you were allowed to give four or you were allowed to pass four, you had to give four. On the 10 clue board, it was five and five. Pilot was if the you, 10 clue board. Yes. If you gave the clue, that clue was given to each spoiler. If they answered and guessed correctly, they will receive $100. You would get a strike. Three strikes. If all three spoilers guessed it correctly, bonus round was over. For each spoiler that did not answer correctly, you got a hundred dollars. So for if one clue, well, if four clues got past at least one spoiler, you won the bonus of five thousand dollars. Yep. Oh gee, five thousand dollars. That's not a recurring thing in game shows at all whatsoever. And uh, this middle spoiler, actually, that we're seeing from the pilot episode, actually did come back to the actual run of the show. I don't know if the other two did or not. They had a rotating cast. I bet networks loved some of those spoilers when they were getting awfully close to their budget. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, big time. So, it's a simple enough like as it was, but some of those clues were very treacherous. Yeah, and sometimes, you know, you'd get to a point, as we'll see here from the pilot, where you've already used up all your passes because you think, oh, this, this clue, they're going to get it instantly. So you have to pass it. And then you get these last two clues, and you have to give them both. You choose the order in which they go, but... If uh, you mind if I spoil how this one ends up, five passes are used, clues six and eight are left. She gives clue number eight. Charles de Gaulle, his classmates at St. Cyr Military Academy, called him Big Asparagus. Sometimes one of the clues left is very esoteric. But then you have a spoiler who's crossing his arms in the middle panel is the last one left. Charles de Gaulle. Oh, hey, that sounded familiar. Yeah, it is a good Sitadman show. You remember a gaming uh, pricing game on the Price is Right called Penny Ante? How can we forget Penny Ante? (laughs) 
same sound effect used on this show. Yeah. The reason why it was called the Goodson Todman Music Sound Effects Library. Uh, good old Eld Kalehoff. Gotta love his stuff. So, yeah. I just gotta showcase one contestant here. There's only really one contestant of note. Alan Washer. I think he won like eight to ten episodes in a row. He had a good run. Knock out the spoilers a couple times. Definitely in the five figures. I think he was the highest winner on the show. But yeah, the entire library we believe is still intact to this day. And go watch it on Bozer. I think it's still on air today and there's a lot of clips on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And Buzzer is think... very good about keeping it intact in a lot of airings. Plus, you get Buzzer, you can get it through your Roku player. Yes. I think that's actually everything you have to say about the show. Now. You've done a half an hour. What the hell? Well, that's, again, when you have your one-show wonders like this, deep dives are going to be, well much more shallow. But I do present this as a question. We are in what could be a very definitive second game show era. So I present both of you this. Should it return? I think it could work. The reason why it got nixed in the first place is CBS was trying to position themselves against a certain other show on another network in the same time slot that uh, placed a lot higher in our brackets. You might know it. It's called Wheel of Fortune. By the way, news item there coming in a moment. Ah, yes. I was wondering if we were going to get to that because I saw that and I was like, so that's what's happening. So, Brian, you think it would survive today a reboot? Do I think it would survive a modern reboot? Or maybe the better question, should it be piloted? I'll take a pilot at anything. <laughs> we love pilots. We Even love the unsold pilots. ones, we love them. Thank you. Do you think it could live on a network today? Honestly, I think it could. There, There isn't any isolation booth gimmick game shows on air right now. At all. And if you're wondering where those really racy cues came about, especially that rumoring on the finale, everybody knew the show was not getting renewed and getting the axe at the end of the season. That was pretty much defined right about halfway through the run. Yeah, once the writers found out that it was over, it was over. There was nothing left to lose. The writers were let loose. We got some gems. All right. Do, but do I think it survives on TV today in 2021? And I think the answer to that is yes. There's no, there's, there's no isolation gimmicks currently. I think we're overdue for that format of game show to get a revival or a comeback. And Even if it's 
even if it's a, a new show using that type of concept. Now, the problem with this, with the spoilers, it looks kind of chasey. I agree that a change is needed there, but I have the solution. Go on. You've seen it done on another show. Okay. Gentlemen, you ever watched the U.S. version of Chase? Mm-hmm. You don't rotate a cast of spoilers. You keep a static three. Ken Jennings... Holzauer and Brad Rutter. They are your spoilers. I mean, it would do justice to Alex Trebek. It really That's would. for sure. Oh, no. Like I can't I can't deny that. But I don't know if I like that to stay as the end game. That's the thing. Now, I think I think somebody will look at it and not being educated like we are will say, oh, this is a copy of the chase or they stole that from the chase. Well, I can kind of rebut that. Number one, you don't necessarily keep the cast of three if you're doing those three. Would you, instead of, like how they have with the rotating cast of the chase, including the beast himself, Mark LeBette, would you, <laughs> instead of Mark LeBette, if we're going along those lines, okay. Matt Amodio? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would think on, you mix him in with his credentials and what he's doing right now he would definitely make a great spoiler. Actually, if he's still around, I got another Jeopardy name to throw in here as a potential spoiler. Who? Eddie Tamanis. Man! That's going back a bit. Famous five-day champ from, like, the early 90s, Blind. No, not early 90s. Two thousand like, early 2000s. 2000s? Okay. Yeah, now, that was... His mom was early 90s. Mm-hmm. Bad, she was not practitioner. But since the clues are all given verbally, and there's nothing literally seen from those isolated clues, he would work even. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Spoilers aside... Who hosts this thing? Because there's your make or break point right there. Depends on the network. Because realistically... Let's let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and say for the sake of argument that it's the current game show reboot machine of ABC. Okay. Because I was thinking either ABC or if you wanted to have it a little bit edgier, Fox could take a stab at it. But ABC first and foremost. I, I don't I think Fox is out of the game show business. What? You said Fox. They're 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 sticking to the reality shows and that's working for them. 
Yeah, I mean, working. They, I mean, American Idol. Yes, we technically have to cover this shit because it's technically in the same genre. American Idol even. American Idol just announced its twentieth anniversary or season. Yeah. Uh, Brian, what whatever. What network is American Idol on right now? Did they leave Fox? They left Fox years ago. That they shows you I don't want this shit. <laughs> Oh, Steve doesn't even know his damn schedules if he's pulling this shit out of his ass. Talk about <laughs> This is why we don't do reality shows here, folks. But um, if I can get one last videotape. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on. We, you, you're, 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 skirt, you're skirting the question there, buddy. Again, let's say for the sake of argument, it's ABC. Who do you put at the helm? If you can get the writers as they were at the end of the run, I got two names. Okay. One of which I mentioned earlier. Craig Ferguson. Okay. The other, Jimmy Kimmel. Put a comedian in there. If the clues are going to be funny, put a comedian as the end as the MC. You would have to definitely determine that with the stylings of the writers, though. That's something to where it's a really a two-pilot show, which I would be fine with. Hey, two pilots? More pilots? More fun for us. Definitely fun. We love pilots. Pilots, but for people like us, the more pilots, the better. But for your average casual viewer out there, you wouldn't have to necessitate something like that and then kind of pick which one. That would be some intense focus groups right there. Alternatively, you could possibly get a news person. Even though people with your clues. Even though there were mixed reviews on her, and yes, I said her stint on Jeopardy, especially keeping it in the ABC family. Someone like a Robin Roberts. Yeah. She's the one who you got that good mix of keeping it serious, but also could be a bit humorous in her own way. That could work. Mm-hmm. Got a lot of potential. Mm-hmm. Speaking of names, though, this show had some interesting ones associated with it. And I'll use a credit reel. To go through it, you ask tests or select fans, advisor will plug. Feed plug, feed plug, feed plug. Good old General Electric. Alex Trebek, not outfitted by Bonnie 500. Mark Goodson, Bill Tavon Production, as mentioned. I almost feel like you need to do an episode just on Bonnie 500. About that credit roll with the on the mall ending. Oh, wait a minute. Wrong one. You would bring up that double. I'm never going to live this down. Hell no, you're not. Hell no. I'm going to be, y'all are going to be at my funeral. 
as, as one of the two of you, probably Eric, is going to make an engine end them all joke. Ah. Take two. I'd already practiced. I will be practicing my Dutch just in From case. The oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Knock on wood. <laughs> Created by executive producer Jay Wolper. There's a name that is very common to a lot of early 80s game shows. Hugh is probably his best creative genius in action. This is probably a close second. Eventually, after this, he formed his own production company. The son of legendary Mark Goodson, Jonathan Goodson produced this. His first variety of game shows. Making sure the family business stayed strong. Eric, you want to go into this, director? <laughs> Mark Breslau? Mark Breslau. Price is right, Mark Breslau. Yep. Remember, this is a Goodson-Todman thing. And this is, like, right technically during the beginning of yeah. The Price is Right. Yeah, the new like price before it's like 72. This is yeah. 76, 77 season. Yeah. Associate producer Marky Post, another common name. Uh, the rest of these names are not so common. Question research goodness coordinators. Bart Iskander. Oh, you missed Bart Iskander. It's another big Price is Right name. But yeah, good Todman keeps in the family. And there is all the spoilers you need to know about the Alex Trebek double dare. It's not Mark Summers. We keep it clean around here, at least most of the time. More on that show another day. Indeed. But as we mentioned before, before we leave. And because a certain someone far over screen right doesn't I didn't like do it. action videos. I didn't do it. We got a special little kickoff style news desk. Oh, I like yes. it. News desk. Find that image again. I lost the image. Uh, we're going to get there, but what we were talking about before that I was excited about. I know that this particular reboot had been in the works for some time. I myself thought that it was going to go in a slightly different direction. But keeping faithful to the original, which was a staple of my later childhood in going towards my teenage years thereabouts. Well, for those of you in the know, you already can tell what I'm talking about, especially since time is ticking down to the premiere. But for those of you not in the know... Videotape? You see Here's that logo teaser. in the corner? You see that logo in the middle? 26 years... Uh -huh. On the CW of all networks. 
Uh-huh. Legends of the Hidden Temple. Old Mac is back, baby. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. This Sunday. Um, Somebody make sure you record this here, because I'm going to be on assignment on that Sunday. On it. On it. No, oh, we just might have to do that next week. Hmm. I think I know what we're adding to the poll this week. Uh, do... Oh, so it's going to be an hour because, of course, 8 p.m. Eastern time. I might be back. I'm curious how they're going to do it in the format, but yeah, it looks like they're keeping to the original, which again, I'm saying it here and now, green monkeys all day. Purple parrots, man. Purple pit. Purple pit. Blue barracudas. What are y'all smoking? The green monkeys, they were really where it was at. Hey, oh, he's got the my parrots got those steps of knowledge. They rocked it every single time. <laughs> they might not have been so good everywhere else, but at least they were good on that one. Exactly. You actually get the green monkeys in the temple run. They got shit done. But can we all agree on something? You got three minutes. Yeah. Can we all just take part of these three minutes and say silver snakes were cheaters? Dave. Yeah. Yeah. Dave snakes. Nobody likes the silver snakes. Hell like no. Like the silver snakes, you're communist. That's a why when everybody was like, oh, well, the silver snakes and da da da, they didn't do this. Exactly. They got what they deserved. Hey, at least none of us went red or orange in that. So, yeah, I think that's everything. Nope, we can't pad this out to a full hour this time, apparently. I am perfectly okay, and I'm pretty sure our listeners and viewers are perfectly okay with a not three-hour episode for a change. So we're not going to yeah. do another three-hour tour? Not till we get to a show that has that much depth. I think the next time we get to, if we even come anywhere close to a three-hour tour, I mean, I, no, I can't. Well, that's the wrong Twitter, sir. No, it isn't. Oh, yeah, he changed it. Oh, you changed your Twitter finally. Yes, I finally fixed the Twitter <laughs> to be uh, more reflective of, of the fact that I don't just use it for company business. And on that note, yours truly, John Nielsen. I can be found on Twitter and Twitch under the handle GTN2002. If you're a close personal friend of JTN, then we could talk about Facebook. 
Speaking of things that are somewhat kept guarded, like somebody's dark Twitter. Look, all I'm saying is, yes, you can find me at Squid Sportshead. Yes, you can find me on Facebook. I, Wine, Recliner, Eric Watkins, you know the drill. If you wanted to get access to my dark Twitter, maybe or maybe not a couple of other dark Twitters that have also been created. Oh. Not yet properly christened, but created nonetheless. Slide into, slide into my DMs. We undergo the thorough and proper vetting process. Things shall be discussed. He is the expert on these things. As our, as our compatriot who was on assignment would say, it do be facts, though. But yes, you have been listening to Life is Like... Right, wait, whoa, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, 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 wait. Why am I getting the whoa, whoa, whoa all of a sudden? That's your you thing. You jumped the gun. It's not just two people on this show, sir. There isn't just two people on this show. Yeah, I didn't get to do an outro. I didn't do an outro. You were just... A, oh, shit. Did you know in all that time that you were saying, hey, this is what my new Twitter is? Do you not think that that's a point to where an outro would have been somewhat appropriate? No. Visual cue, a still somewhat audio delivered podcast. I'm sorry, we're on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch, and Twitter. Thank you very much. And Spreaker and all the other places you can find various audio podcasts. No, 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 no. You can't keep doing that whole bit now because someone <laughs> still hasn't decided to do an outro. Over there. Yes, I, I am Brian Espinosa. I am at The Andesian. Um, you will be seeing a lot of me lately if you haven't already seen enough of me this week with the... Uh, Special League of Legends World Championships coverage over on Video Games to the Max, which is why my hair looks like crap for those of you listening. I have not gotten any sleep. I hate worlds. I love worlds. I hate worlds. I love worlds. You should have listened to Dr. Manhattan. Oh, um, more on Video Games to the Max later. But also, because of gimmick infringement, First of all, that's not even how you do it. And we've already got here, man. That's his pain. Well, first of all, that's not even how you do it. Second of all, we've already had our issues about someone not being able to stick to Spotify landing. Third of all, <laughs> you see what I work with here, folks? <laughs> we can't. See what happens? We're trying to. We can't even do an ending properly here on W2Mnet. So I'm going to do it for you. You have been listening to the W2M Network. This is Life is Like a Game Show. I'm Brian Espinosa for my two casters next to me here, because apparently I've gone into League of Legends mode. I have JTN2002 right next to me. I have Squid Sport Head all the way over to the far side there. Make sure you find us on all of your favorite social media platforms. We are at W2M Network on your favorite podcast delivery service, including Spreaker. Apple, 
whatever the other ones are. And we are live on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Okay, first of all, slight clarification for the podcast side of it. I don't know all the damn podcast things yet, man. Stitcher, Spreaker, Apple Pods, iHeartRadio, CastBox, Podbean, Overcast. You name it, we're on it. Also, hey, John, guess what? What? (laughs) You were supposed to say Spotify is here. Spotify is here. It's too late now. Yes. This is where I wish I had the producer console and I would just cut it to the rim shot. One thing it's not too late for because he cut me off earlier. If you don't know the answer, I think Guaranteed does have clean air best for double the dollars, but be careful because you can always double dairy back. And then it's for four times the amount that you answer that question or take a physical challenge. Good night, everybody. Ah, oh, yes. See, this is why follow us on Facebook, follow us on Twitch, follow us on Twitter, follow our Discord, because I swear, for the love of God, life really is like a cane show. We'll see you next week. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.